In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. There's a cartoon where two men face each other, and one says, Pastor, I don't mean to complain, but it's what I do best. How easy it is to tell others about our complaints, what's wrong, and how often we have to put up with people's complaining. Why is this? Didn't the people of Israel remember? In a time of famine, Yahweh brought them to Egypt by means of a prepositioned Joseph. In time of persecution, he brought Moses to lead them out of Egypt. Now, in the wilderness, Yahweh gave them manna every day. They just gathered it. And they could grind it in a mill, They could beat it in a mortar. They could boil it in a pot. And with a little oil, they could make cakes. No need to toil in a field. Just gather it. And yet, they moaned and groaned to Moses. We want meat. We like the fish in Egypt. The cucumbers, the melons, the onions, the garlic. We're losing our strength. There's no variety. Just this manna. Nothing but manna. Incessant complaining, weeping, moaning. Moses, their leader, complained too. He had left his quiet work of of tending a flock. And he'd gone to Egypt reluctantly. At the word of the Lord, then, he led Israel from bondage. And now this chosen nation, an endlessly moaning people, was a burden. No way he was going to find enough meat for this crowd. So he, too, begins complaining, weeping, and moaning. It's too much for me. Let me die. Too often we weep and moan like the Israelites. It's hard to live on a small income. Why can't we have steak, good seafood, fresh vegetables aren't as available here as elsewhere? Here they don't have those good restaurants that are inexpensive. We shouldn't have come here. Too much misfortune. So goes our complaining, weeping, groaning. Or, why can't we have students who are eager to study theology? Eager to explore and understand who will use the library and not just want to Google a topic. 
Oh, for the good old days, complaining, weeping, and moaning. Or, why can't we have better pay? A better pay scale, a better benefits. Too many of these costs are slipping to be my costs. Oh, that I had stayed where I was before when I had it better, complaining and weeping and groaning. Now, this may be what we do best, but it's actually a sign of discontent and distrust. Israel did not want to believe that Yahweh would take care of them. Though he had destroyed an Egyptian army in the very spot that they had walked through on dry land, they still doubted. They compared, they complained. And our words, too, are signs of distrust when we complain. We have doubts. We make our comparisons We complain about our circumstances. We think, at least for that moment, that God cares very little about us. We won't trust his promises. So we must first recognize our insatiable cravings and acknowledge this unwillingness to trust the Lord's will and his word. And we have to admit our weakness and our sinful desiring and confess that we really don't want to put everything in God's hands. And that's also the moment to remember what Jesus said. Look at the birds in the air. Look at the lilies in the field. O you of little faith, Do not be anxious about tomorrow. Indeed, God continues to feed and house and clothe us even when we have no thanks for it. And by baptism, God has rescued us from the power of sin and enslavement to discontent. And because of Jesus who humiliated himself, who suffered and died. The Father can forgive us for this discontent and this moaning. And he can treat us as his own beloved children and have an inheritance, heavenly one, beyond our imagination, ready for us. So, Quit the complaining. Instead, give thanks for every bit of manna. Every morsel is a sign of God's love, a fulfillment of his promise. No moaning, simply thanksgiving. For God is, is faithful. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.